Uh, good morning. It's um, Thursday, uh, September 2nd, and we thought we'd take a moment to review um, economic activity in August and, uh, you know, have it highlight why we're still so positive on, uh, on our economic momentum uh, going forward. So what happened in August? Number one, we had huge employment growth. There were over 950,000 jobs created last month, and wages and salaries are growing at over a four-plus percent pace. And it's that combination of increasing jobs and increasing wages that allows us to, to, to expect you know, an ongoing self-sustaining economic recovery. Risk assets continue to win. The S&P 500 was up almost 3%. And as we're sitting here today, it's reached a new high, up almost 21.5% year-to-date. Corporate earnings continue to rise. In fact, they continue to explode. Corporate earnings in the second quarter came in at about $220 per S&P 500 share. The S&P 500 is at about 4,500. That puts the price to earnings ratio at about 20 and a half, much more reasonable than it was at the end of the year when it was well in excess of 30 and almost we went into the year with a PE of 40. Home sales, as you know, continue to increase and inventories are exceptionally tight. On a year-over-year basis, the median home price is up an astonishing 17% and on a two-year basis, it's up 29%. And it's kind of interesting that the median price of a home is rising faster than the average price because the bid is for these you know, lower-priced houses, entry-level houses that people postponed buying during the Great Recession as they moved towards apartments or perhaps even lost their house. And there's a, a, just a huge demand at the lower end. And why wouldn't there be with mortgage rates still lower than 3%? And then finally, it's something we don't talk about a lot, but the global leading economic indicators are back to their record high prior to the pandemic. The last time during the Great Recession and our economic downturn, it took nearly seven years for economic activity in terms of the leading economic indicators to fully recover. And this time they recovered in almost uh, two, less than two years. Now, there's certainly some downside risks out there. Number one, of course, on everybody's mind is the coronavirus. Coronavirus cases during July to August nearly doubled. And in fact, coronavirus cases on a seven-day average basis are running at about 162,000. That's 57% the pace of their previous high back in January 11, but much higher than people had anticipated back in June when, when cases, new cases hit a low of about 11 to 12,000 per day. So a huge acceleration in coronavirus cases. And of course, because of the coronavirus cases, this has pushed back on our economic reopening. We've seen high-frequency data like, of course, restaurant reservations, hotel reservations, flight reservations push back um, a little bit. And it's why we've had to pull back our third quarter economic growth. But there is a silver lining to pulling back the economic growth, and even in the coronavirus, if you will. Because of the surge in coronavirus cases, vaccination rates are up. They've nearly doubled from their lows of 400,000 per week to about 900,000 per week. Um, we've seen the coronavirus cases, while they continue to grow, the acceleration rate has continued to decline. And in fact, in the most uh, highly contagious states, we've actually seen a rollover um, where the coronavirus was, was the strongest. Um, and then finally, this probably also pushes growth into the future. Inventories are still exceptionally low. The bottlenecks are still every bit as big as they were. The lead time to fill an order um, uh, in the uh, surveys has continued to grow, but this simply pushes growth out into the fourth quarter and perhaps next year. And it probably even takes a little bit off the edge of inflation, which we also are going to have to fight, that's going to be much more um, sustained and a lot less trans transitory than what the Federal Reserve you know, has to uh, consider as, as uh, transitory. Uh, we're, we're stuck with some serious inflation for a period of time.
And that ultimately means we're going to have to confront several other downsides, right? Um, number one is the Federal Reserve is going to take some of the punch bowl away. They're eventually going to slow down their bond purchasing probably by the end of the year, and they'll, they'll, they'll turn it off by the end of next year. They're eventually going to have to hike interest rates probably to push back a little bit against inflation. We've always got the problem of another variant of the coronavirus coming along. We've certainly got to unplug our shipping lines and, and our chip shortage, as evidenced by the fact that car sales declined in August. Now, you wouldn't think that car sales would decline because demand is still strong, but the problem is there are no inventories. Car sales peaked at about 18 plus million on an annualized basis back in April. They're down to only 13 plus million today, but it's not for lack of demand, it's for lack of inventory. Total inventory for all domestic cars here in the country is down to 200,000, and typically there's 1.2 million cars on dealers' lots. So we're talking about inventory that's down to a sixth, and this is all based upon the chip shortage and the supply chain congestion that we still have to work, for, uh, to work through. And then we're also gonna to have to work through probably the democratic packaging of the budget, which probably entails a number of tax hikes. So that's probably gonna create some type of financial market volatility that we're gonna to have to work through as we progress through the year. But our outlook still remains positive, driven primarily by the outlook for jobs, the tremendous wealth effect, increasing corporate earnings, and basically the compounding effect that comes with wages and salaries growth on a year-over-year -year basis. So we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. We'll review the new economic activity, uh, changes to the financial markets, and uh, we hope you all have a great Labor Day.